Hey, mamas. I'm Jess. I'm Erica. <laughs> and I'm Melissa. Guys, so have you guys watched the Trials of Gabriel? I mean, is it is that what it's called? Yeah, Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. I haven't, but you guys have talked a lot about it, so I've actually done a quite a bit of like looking into it. It sounds nuts. I mean, what a poor little boy went through. Yeah. So we done um an episode on discipline, and obviously we had a guest come in. Her input of it was yes, you do have to discipline your children because that's why this generation is the way it is. Basically, you know, everyone just wants to kind of like sugarcoat everything and just kind of like talk to people in a different manner for the most part i agree because i am a firm believer that the way you talk to your child is how they see themselves so if you continuously say you know you're a bad child that's their inner self so they're gonna when they go away they're gonna be thinking yeah I'm a bad child, I'm a bad child. Whereas if you try to rephrase things, and I know sometimes as parents we get caught up and we're stressed. Like I told you guys today, I had a really stressful day. Um, sometimes we lose track of that and we, we sometimes do say things we perhaps don't mean. Mm-hmm. We've also mentioned before, like it's big of us to kind of accept that where, we were, where, where we've gone wrong and apologise to our children if in at any point, you know, you said something rude and try to make them see it differently so not you're a bad child like you know you've had a difficult day perhaps me and you didn't see eye to eye but this is what we can work on rather than using bad language because you know child abuse isn't just black eyes I've researched a lot and because a lot of abuse is really hard to I forgot what I was going to say detect yeah so it takes a very long time so you guys saw me the way i am you'd never think you know she's being abused because yeah. it has to be that you know ollie's beating me for you to see that something's going on it's not always the physical side as well and, and the words the mental side of it is is scarring too yeah um and we've we've touched on it on, like on a few topics at how damaging it could be in all aspects really but the physical side obviously that it leaves marks right and so you would think, you would think that it's more visible and, and easier to, to detect as opposed to when it's a mental torture. Well, yeah, I was going to say, while the physical side of abuse is shocking due to, like, everything it leaves, um, not all signs of child abuse are obvious. Mm. And sometimes ignoring our children's needs and putting them in, like, unsupervised... So I don't know if you guys have ever, like, maybe... Melissa, you're at that stage where you kind of think Maya needs to go to daycare now. Mm-hmm. and But you're all over the place because you're like, you see so many cases of, you know, yeah. nannies beating like kids up and stuff. And you think, you know, you're leaving your child with this mm. stranger. And I know, like, Joel's been nursery, you know, he's in school now. But I always would kind of like, are you okay? Like, and you'd thoroughly check their body to see, if, you know, once, like, Joel came back with scratches and stuff and I would literally be fuming because in my mind I'd be like oh my god I've just put them in a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and you kind of put your negative mind to think more and like you know your mental your mental state can just go all over the place because you can start in one place and your your mind's already creating different scenarios um so yeah that's really um bad also exposing them to sexual situations you know there's been mums and dads that you know 
say if they break up and they get with another couple we've also said that the fear of us getting with someone else and that other person not being really close with our child how do we know you know for you melissa like obviously i know you don't like touching on this but Mm. if you get with someone else what happens if that person's a predator you know you're having your little girl with that person so it's Mm. all these things and i just don't know for the kids that make it out because obviously this this little boy didn't did he Code. When I watched it, I felt physically sick, like to the stomach, because I watched like an episode and the next day, I don't know why, but I could, I would look at Joel and I'd be like, I could see Gabriel's face in Joel and I would look at him and I'd be like, how does a person, you know, a mother, we're meant to nurture our kids, we're meant to love them, mm-hmm. you know, I, I carried you for nine months in my stomach and now I'm just going to abuse you and allow this other so it was the mother and her boyfriend right? her boyfriend yeah so it wasn't a nino's dad yeah and this other man wasn't the other two children's dad either so they had three kids in their custody basically looking after them yeah so basically gabriel when she had him she basically walked out of the hospital and left the baby there because she said she didn't want him and so the i think it was the uncle they were gay and he said that he wanted to adopt El Nino. She was just like, yeah, take him. I don't care. Do what you want with him. So I think El Nino then went to live with, obviously, the uncle and his partner. And then a few years later, this lady comes and she's just like, okay, yeah, now I want my kid back. And so you've taken now, you've ripped. And not I'm not saying you as in the mum. Yeah, she takes mm-hmm. a big part. But the court failed this baby because... If you know, if a mother can easily walk out of the hospital without her baby, it's because she doesn't care. Family itself failed this child from the very beginning, from even when she was pregnant. She found out she was pregnant and she said, I don't want this baby. The family, instead of being like, you know, okay, maybe it, maybe you're not right, because obviously she was into drugs as well. She, she wasn't. Mm. From the point that you're telling your family, I don't want to have this baby, why is your family supporting you in going through with it when your family know what kind of person you are her family wasn't didn't agree with it el único so that agreed the, was el abuelo because he was homophobic so he basically yeah. said that the uncle had abused of gabriel but all they did was yeah. love this little boy like he was their own and even el nino like he adored them he was in such a happily happy home and then viene esta vieja and Jess, if you think about it, it goes beyond the family because the family is just one part. But, you know, legally, they have to go to court. So you start thinking, like, like when today, when I watch the recap, you kind of, like, start seeing, you start questioning things, you know? The court apparently's defence was, you know, in that district that Gabriel lived in, they are all about giving parents second chances, like mums. You know, they all... You're, you basically can abuse your child all you want, but... If you want a second chance, they'll give it to you. You just have to go to a parenting class and that's it. You get your child back. Clearly, even that failed because you would think if as a state, let's say, you are prepared to give people that are not, let's say, 100% to be parents, Mm. committed-wise, yeah? If you're willing to give them a second chance, then you're willing to hold their hands through that process, right? In the sense of not only to make sure that that kid's in a safe environment, but to make sure that that is the right decision. As a country, as a state, you would have thought that they, they, they're like responsible over this kid and, and its welfare. Well, they were, they were, 
because that basically it was an open case so social workers were consistent in Gabriel's life because of that. How do you miss out on all on all the stuff that was going on around with him? They failed him from the very beginning. Like, if you, as a mom or whoever, you walk out of the hospital without your child and no one comes for that child for three... It was three days yeah. that he was there alone. In no? the hospital? Yeah. As a newborn, literally, she gave birth and walked away. Like, I don't want that child. Jeez. At that point, do you not already think mm. this is a red flag? Oh, before that, before, like, when you, obviously sometimes mental health plays a big part in this and we don't know to the extent that mm. she had it but you know even in the in the pictures that they show of her she doesn't look all there and she was like on drugs and you know it's just she wasn't a stable person yeah and it's like obviously the, those things also make her like put towards the situation because if you're a mom that maybe you know maybe your life hasn't been as good as you would have wanted maybe you've had a maybe you were into drugs from a very young age or maybe yeah. maybe you were the type of person that your parents were so strict on you that you literally had no freedom so obviously when you did you kind of just like say it's at door and you put yourself like you thought oh no i wouldn't i wouldn't enjoy the and do the things that i wasn't able to do when young so obviously when you put into a situation where you're now responsible for another child but you still feel like maybe you're you're maybe still a child, not in a sense of like, you know, I'm a little child, but in the sense of... But that was her youngest child. That but doesn't no, no, make no. sense, though. No, 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 I'm, I know. But what I'm saying is that all these things are already, like, in her head, which is why she never looked right from the beginning, right? Yeah, but you saying that is she obviously didn't get the chance, but she has two grown-ass kids before her baby. So it's like, and this is what Melissa asked before, why did they pick on him and not pick on the other two children? Like, what was it about him that they decided to hate him so much. And apparently he was gay. They were like, there was like, you know, they just always thought he was an evil kid. They would dress him up. As a girl, right? Throw all his clothes away and literally left two dresses and they would dress him up and laugh at him and call him gay. So there was obviously like some sort of homophobia going on between the the mum and and the boyfriend. What I don't understand is it's the little boy's mum. Do you think as a person you can be so cruel and so cold well it goes down to what we spoke about in the co-parenting episode you know what andor said opportunity wise the mum is solely responsible for the kid you know nowadays like we Mm. both have equal parts but in in all other aspects you know it's always the mum the mum the mum the mum's the number one carer the dad seemed kind of like "Mm," you know like he's maybe laid back or he's the worker of the family but he made a very valid point which was you know so what happens to those mums that you know don't love their children Mm -hmm. and this is a prime example and like for instance let's put it to test in like england baby p you know with everything we've spoken about you know like in the um discipline episode we can't hit our children so how do these individuals consistently get away with abusing their children is it just like yeah by luck that they get like the shit social workers the shit jurors and like but it's just ultimately every single person in this episode failed this baby. And let's obviously remember that he was already in school because he was eight, right? So he was, you know, let's say with like maybe babies, if, if they're not in school or if their parents don't take them to like day centres or whatever, then they're probably not on a daily basis looked, like they're not seen by, by other people. But he was in school and 
And from what I understand is that multiple teachers would raise alarm bells to his social workers and yeah. nothing. But but there, there, there. When I initially watched the episode, I'd think, you know, she was the only one that kind of cared. Yeah. But at what point, like, try to put yourself in a teacher's point of view, yeah? Like, it put yourself in her shoes. If I've reported it consistently and I still see this kid is being let down, will I let him go home? No. I will chase up and be like, what's going on with this case? You know, the the, uh, the last picture that sh- they show on the programme before his death, he wrote a letter to his mum and he had burns, like scabs here. She says that she sat down crying. I'm sorry, but crying is not going to get you anywhere. Me? I would hold the kid back and I'll be like, I'm not letting go. Like, the police has to visit, like, physically come here, see this kid and tell me he's not being abused. Mm. I'm sorry, but you can't take just... And it, and this is the thing where it kind of goes, you know, like, sometimes they say, you know, adults tienen la razón. What, what we need to, like, normalise for kids to have la razón también. That's why kids are always, like, in specifically in this case, you know, why go to the mum? If you're being told this kid is being abused, who the fuck is going to abuse this kid if it's not his mum? Like, you have to be physically blind to not see that your child is being affected. With this. And you've clearly said, Fish, he's gone to school. So these yeah. people did not even give two shits of what they were doing to him. They, did, they didn't fear that they would get caught because they were physically leaving mask, it, mask, mark, marks in his face for people to see he had lumps in in the autopsy. Well, when he got taken to hospital, basically dead, the nurse that received him said, you know, a person's skull is, is round. Mm-hmm. His one's had bumps. Del skull fracture que tenía. Y la profesora también decía that he always had como like lumps in his head. I'm sorry, but... And they're asking what happened. Oh, no, I fell. It's like, obviously, he was scared to say anything. But it's like, mm. like, like Erica's saying, like, you really think if you actually did care and actually were concerned about the child, do you think you would let them go out of your hands? And I know, I think it was the school um, director that was like, oh, don't get involved. Like, we don't really want problems with those things. Like, yeah. you're, you're literally watching a child come into your school yeah. a little bit dead every single day. And it's not you know like you're you you send your children to school because it's a safe place to you know they get the education but you know that apparently your child's going to be safe there and you know but clearly not the school have a responsibility over all children so for the director to even say that is like exactly it's like well and, and like erica said it's like okay maybe it was a state that they you know they gave moms a second opportunity but these people had endless records of calls of the school and calls of from people and, you know, the neighbours would say, oh, like, something is going on in the house. And it's like, if if you have a record of so many calls, do you not actually think, hold on a minute, let's actually yeah. check the child. Like, how many calls and how many, you know, um, reports do you need for, for you to actually be like, okay, we understand you're saying your child is fine and he's lying, but can we speak to him? Like, no one gave a fuck. No, even before that, even before that move, how does the court just blindly give you the child? Did no mm. one go to check her house? Did no one see, you know, her income? Because in part of the episode, it kind of states that, you know, she only 
wanted Gabriel because of a fund that they give more like a benefit that they give because of the kid so she needed that fund so that's why she took the kid back very bizarre the whole situation because you think just from that get-go like where was all these you know paperwork that you have to do you basically gave your child away and what you can just come blindly and take your child again like no one questions anything no one questioned the mom's stability like just said who on earth leaves their child in the hospitals what as a juror i'm just gonna be like oh yeah she needs a second shot no i need to check if this woman's physically able to maintain this kid keep him healthy if you're gonna give the child back to the mom because you know second chances and yes whatever be on top of this child you know continue visits go make sure Mm. that this child's being fed go see how the situation he's living in films, don't they show that? Or is this is this literally just films? Because clearly real life is... This is not happening. Well, I don't even think it's just films because obviously not to, to compare, but when you even adopt an animal, they're looking at where you live. They have a standard. Everything. They come to so visit you. you. Would, yeah, you, you, would, you would have thought that it's, you know, it's, it's a child's life. They have a responsibility. I feel like that was just... It's obviously they neglected him. They neglected that child. They neglected um, the fact that there were so many obvious signs for for call for help and no one failed to actually acknowledge. And then it also goes to, to the point, these people who are there to, like your social workers, the, the school, the teachers, any all of these public services individuals, are they even competent enough to be doing their jobs if they can't even call out or see situations like this? Well, I don't know if because he saw he's it, not the first. But they just were like, "This is not our fault." How? Because charges were raised against them as well, and they were like, "That that's that shouldn't be the case because it it wasn't on them." Even the person at the end, there was a person. The last call that they made that the child was being abused. He closed the case because the mum said he was lying. How do you close a case? So basically, that guy signed off Gabriel's life. I mean, you know, like, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, from, like, the beginning of the episode, you'd automatically think something is wrong here because when this baby was picked up, basically lifeless from the floor, no one got an ambulance with him. No one. That was the saddest thing, man, when I saw that. His parent, no one got, he went solo. As a parent, if I'm the mum, I'm sorry, I'm going with my child. You're already there, there's a red flag. And then the police were questioning, like, the kids, and they had already, you know, planned out what they had to say. They had sent sent um, La Nina to clean the blood. But blood is still very much there that's why they run out of little sticky notes to place where everything was basically there was blood everywhere and to get there and not find them crying disgusting yeah she was like oh i'm just in shock and apparently in the call um so basically the first responders were like you need to give him cpr is he breathing so the guy was like no oh you know okay i'm gonna give him cpr they were like do you know how to give him cpr yes i know how to give because he was a security guard so security guards, public services, you get trained to do yeah. that, right? Yeah, I'm going to give him CPR. You've been trained first. I'm sorry, but when you are trained to do that, you know, once you start CPR, you cannot stop. 
when the ambul- when the when the first responders got there, no one was beside the body. So they, they didn't even try to revive El Nino. And it changed at every single moment. Because first he called, then the woman called. And then, you know, it was always like, oh, he just dropped. And then the first call was like, oh, he was playing with my son. And then nothing was consistent. And when they got there, they realised that they had tried to wash him off. They tried to wash the, the clothes. It was all like, you know, when you mm. grab clothes and rinse it off everywhere and it's like but if you know that your child has had an accident and he's on the floor unconscious you don't move them no their excuse was oh we there was too much blood so we had to go wash him off for what when you have an accident like if it's head wise you know you no. cannot move because you can cause yeah. more damage Mama's code. i mean i know it's not an excuse but do you think also it <clears throat> it adds the fact that it wasn't a friendly neighbourhood that maybe the authorities didn't really care because they didn't really want to go in there. But that shouldn't even be a question that they raise. How are you going to say to me, oh, it's a a dangerous neighbourhood and that family's always screaming and shouting and there's always problems in that household? It's like, well, maybe that's why you should actually be on top of... Or you shouldn't have signed that baby away. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, or maybe you should have never Mm. done it in the first place. You know, if he was in a good neighbourhood with a good family, why not keep this baby in good hands? Or leave him where he was with his uncle. Like, he... That was... Well, that's the thing. That was the happiest that little boy ever... That was... I think that was the only point that little boy knew what love was. And they would show the pictures of how he was with his uncles. Yeah, they were gay, but so what? They were giving him love. They were. You could see how happy the little boy was. And you cannot take a happiness away from, you know, la mirada un niño. Mm. But, oh, because they're, they're abusing. And so so you, you're coming to tell me that you think the uncle is sexually abusing the child with, you know, the child has no, nothing on their body. So just because they were gay, that was, yeah. that was why they fought yeah. that. So they instead they said, oh, you know what? Let's take the child back to their moms and see that he's getting abused because we can physically see it, but it's fine, you know? Basically, the episode is, it happens over eight months, this torture. So from the moment they got him, the torture lasted eight months. And Gabriel was subjected to horrific torture, the abuse substantial. They fed him cat litter, put a bandana and sock in his mouth. They knocked out his teeth with a bat, Mm -hmm. shot him in the face with a BB gun, pepper sprayed him for fun while he laid in a bathtub. He would show up to school with bruises all over his face as well as fresh cigarette burns and shaved hair. Gabriel's brother testified that Aguirre, so the mum's boyfriend, would hold him up by the neck while his sister said Aguirre knocked the air out of Fernandez on several occasions. So imagine, this baby could have died way before this time. Like, todo lo that, que aguantó. What was their plan then to just kill him and, and, and they succeeded in the last time and that was... It was almost like they used him as a punching bag. On, on the episode, they said that the the woman's boyfriend was like, oh, if you don't shut that kid up, I'm going to shut him up oh, forever. So it's sickening. like Another excuse they gave was that apparently um, Aguirre was jealous of Gabriel because he wanted so i'm sorry but you know like your kid like you've you've not seen your mom it's obvious this kid loves his mom regardless of the situation he's been put in and apparently you know El aguirre would hit pearl and so Gab- gabriel would t- tell like tell her be like oh don't let him hit you and because of that he would get basically so gabriel was still defeated so he was yeah, still gabriel defending was still, his mom yeah 
regardless of the fact that she was also torturing him. Yeah. It just goes to show as well about we we talked as well previously about the innocence of children and that pureness that they have and the fact that you're nurturing them and teaching them right from wrong and regardless of what was happening and the torture he was going through, it's his mum. So we talked about kind of giving your parents a second chance or or, or looking at them like, why don't you love me? Or, And I, I've, I've read as well on, on some of the things about this case was that he even wrote a suicide note. Like he was eight. How? How? How desperate. You're a child. It's, it's so sad. Just the well, during the trial, the jurors were told that the autopsy took an unusual two days because the injuries were so substantive. The thymus gland, you know that little thing here, was barely there. Oh my gosh. And a normal boy's gland weighs about 100 grams. His one was 10 grams. So he must have been choked so much. Okay. It, oh. On the, the last mother's... Mother, oh, I cried so much in that part. Fucking heartbreaking. Oh, the card was... If you, it was a house and with a little door and it's like open here to see who loves you and obviously as the mum would open the, the little him. door it was a picture of him all burned and that was the last piece of work on his desk at school for Mother's Day and imagine like like Erica saying like to the fact that he still loved her no matter what like he, he had no evil in him he had nothing wrong with him and well on the note oh, he would be yeah. like you know I'm going to be a good boy I'm not going to make you angry. It's like, really? Mm. So he was obviously like blaming himself for the fact that he was being tortured. And and that goes again to what we said about mentally because... Well, it's the words you use with your kids. Like I said at the beginning, if you're telling your child you're a bad kid, you're a bad kid, that's going to stick with them. You know, they're going to think, yeah, I'm a bad kid. So that's going to be my inner reflection of myself. So he generally thought that he was behaving bad when all he was showing was love. Mama, I love you. You know how we've been saying how, you know, grandparents sometimes take, like, they make us feel like they take the authority away from Mm. us and how, you know, they're like, oh, don't do this or don't do that. Like, in this situation, and I say it because at at the end of the um, episode, they they have, like, a tree for the little boy and the family hypocritically go and visit it. But it's like, you actually had the chance to take the authority away from the mom and say like you're abusing my grandson my niece my nephew it's like what why do you think these people never got involved to that extent like maybe they did maybe they did but but again maybe not strong enough it goes to show that while they have some power the mom has the last say because the court Mm. basically gave her that authorization and, basically and also, so even if they yeah. took the kids it would basically be seen as kidnap regardless mm. of your family mm. if you're not the sole carer of this person you're kidnapped kidnapping this kid so you know you have to look at the balance of it like obviously we get told like a a small part of the story we obviously mm. see it like i'm not saying that you're wrong in thinking that they're hypocrites because i also think that especially the granddad like in the episode you see him crying but you took him you were like one of the main persons that said that you know he got abused by his uncle when you can see the love that they had for him 
they were like, all we wanted was to raise Gabriel. And because during her pregnancy, she said she didn't want the baby, the brother spoke to her and she was like, yeah, you can take it, I don't care. Did the family ever try to go to the the authorities and say, like, you're coming with me to check for the child? Did they ever try that? No, but they called as well. They called um, several times because Gabriel could call them. The teacher once called La Abuela or something. And they called social services and said, you know, this is happening, you need to go check up on him. Because that's the thing. You need to think about the bigger picture, which is, as a person, you think, you you know, my mum can come here and try to take my child away. If I respect her, then she can do something, you know, like, I still have a lot of respect for my mum. So if my mum says I'm doing something wrong, I will acknowledge what she's saying. Whereas Pearl, you could see she wasn't there. And she didn't care what anyone said, you know. So a person that disturbed wouldn't give two fucks what the parents say. Um, I, d- I don't know if, if this was the case here, but could the boyfriend have been como amenazando la ella and the family in the sense of, you know, if you get involved and we'll carry on torturing him or whatever, like maybe... No, but they did get involved. Because they kept continuously calling social services and the police and telling them, you know, you need to go check up on him. And they will cry down the phone and, you know, I think they couldn't even go to pick and lean you up at school. Because that's one of the points I kind of thought today when I watched the recap and I was like, hold on a minute. You know, like, you've gone to pick up Jojo to nursery. Like, did, did these people not think, let me go outside to the school and wait for him and then we'll take him home? But then you have to look at, you know, yeah. okay, what, what, what's that going to inflict on us? What problems are going to come along? Is it going to make it worse for Gabriel? Because, you know, you're trying to save him, but yeah. realistically, the police are going to come and going to be like, you know what, he belongs with his mum. Like, they've done it the first time. They're going to do it the second yeah. time. They probably didn't do as much as maybe they could have done because of that, because of fear of shit. You know, if we if we say or try to do anything, it will he will be the one suffering the consequences. Because obviously, if you call social services, I know there's like a waiting list for, you know, it's not a thing where like, oh, come over here with me. But if you were to call the police or go to the police station and kind of beg them to say, come with me or report it, but be outside of the house, let's say, waiting for the police. Yeah. And you put yourself in the position and be like, no, we have to go in. Like, she's my daughter, but that's also my grandson. We Like, kind of like... As the police is, you know, they're, they're always on call to come in and see these things to make sure that they're actually seeing the child. But again, this at this point, it's kind of like the police will say or see him and be like, yeah, but it's his mom and maybe he just has a bruise here or there, even though it wouldn't take a, you know, a science, science person to see that this was more than just a punch or a... So let's, let's think about it because sometimes... Could it have been because of his race? Well, that they didn't care. Yeah, maybe. Because you know, obviously he's he's from Latin. He's a he's a Latino little boy, right? Yeah. Probably growing up in an area that isn't the greatest, like you guys said, underfunded, lack of money going in. The system doesn't really care. But this is the thing. You're they're like forgotten. Yeah. Let's say you know that area. You're forgotten, and and it doesn't help as well that you your ethnicity probably in a way probably played a part as well but then who do you call for help yeah why does that care if mm-hmm. i'm fucking getting killed it's like who else do you call and, and we see it so like for example what ha- what's been happening in america for over the past mm. few months it's like 
you're calling the police to help you, yet they're going out there to kill, yeah. kill you. They're, they're so it's like, working who? against you instead to protect you, yeah. If the police is coming here to kill someone while they're being arrested, so why why are you now going to feel safe to call? Like, there's no one to call. And like you're saying, maybe obviously the neighbourhood, they kind of think, oh, they're kind of trashy people and their lives don't matter, basically. Mm. And then, do you know what really got to me? The fact that at the end when they were, getting, when they were sentencing them, the bloody... Oh, that woman had the audacity to say, I just want to read something and say sorry. Dickhead. Oh, what? God, honestly. Yeah. And Basically her face. Sorry. But wait, didn't, her... Didn't, they, didn't they not plead not guilty no, as well? the guy did. Yeah. But just because he wanted so, to plead not guilty to planning the murder. So I, I, yeah. I don't know the phrase of it. So intent to murder, basically. So he was going to get trialed for death, death sentence. So he wanted mm. to plead that it wasn't planned, basically. It just happened. But that doesn't just happen. Like, the autopsy no. showed... And if there's a record... No, and the autopsy showed that there was loads. Like, this happened in a period of eight months. Like, his skull didn't just have one fracture. It had multiple fractures. He had broken ribs. He had broken hands. His eyes, the sockets, were broken. And it's like, how do you think... You know, un niño de ocho años is going to aguantar the weight of this huge-ass man because he was huge. Like, you know, that proper bouncer kind of guy. Yeah. Like, okay, fair enough, you want to slap him. Whatever. But you're coming full force. The kids testified that he would grab Gabriel from the throat and hold him up. At what point do you think this is not you planning to murder this child? You are intentionally doing this. You know what the outcome will be. Exactly. But apparently to him, it was like, nah... It, it wasn't planned. We didn't plan to this to happen. But yet you lied and you tried to clean up, clean up a crime scene because you knew you were at fault for this. And imagine, like, sometimes, you know, you've probably shouted a bit too hard at your child for telling them off or whatever. Like, you kind of go back and you think, oh, my God, why did I do... Like, in that moment, because you're so hot-headed, you're just like, oh, shit. But once, you know, you've calmed down, you mm. think, man, I shouldn't have done that. And then you will go and say sorry. And then, you know, you kind of take note and say, you know what, I re to yourself i reacted the way i shouldn't you know yeah you become aware of what you did you don't just do this and think oh oh, i just hit him and it's fine like um but i mean at the end he did get he got uh sentenced well they they put him down do you think it was unfair that the lady didn't get put down as well she's still alive well she's 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 she got uh life in jail without parole but that's, I don't think... Well, to be honest, I don't think death is the, is the answer because he won't yeah. suffer. But... Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, he is suffering because they don't just die like that. Like, he's still in jail. He hasn't... Mm. Like, he's still waiting to be given a date. It's just inhumane what they did. It is. And, and I just... not of a name. You know, there's just only so much a human being can handle. And this baby, obviously, God rest his soul, but he took a lot. And at the hands of the person who should be the number one person you would expect to love and look after you forever. I try to see it in like, you know, like maybe he didn't put much of a fight when he he got told that he was going to go stay with his mum because he must have thought, oh, finally, like, you know, because normally as as a person, you question, why doesn't my mum want me? And she obviously had the two other kids. So you kind of like Mm. try to get into the baby's mind and kind of think, you know, maybe he just thought, oh, finally, I'm going to be with my mom and she's going to love me and we're going to be a happy family. Honestly, my my heart aches. I I watched some at work and I was in tears. 
to the point like a colleague was beside me and she he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, no, I just sneeze. And he was like, like, you're literally flooded with tears and you just sneeze. And I was like, yeah. But it's just so heartbreaking because I literally compared that little kid to my Jojo so much. And I mean, like you guys have said, sometimes, you know, you lose, you get sidetracked and stress can, you know, overcome your anger and it can kind of blind you. But I think there's a thin line and... I don't think I could ever imagine inflicting so much pain on my child. Like, I don't think I can. Just imagine, like, sometimes, you know, you've had a bad day or whatever, or your child can tell that you're angry, but they'll find the moment to, like, come and hug you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you start, like... <sighs> it's so sad. Like, if you think that, Maybe after a beating that, you know, his mom or, or the boyfriend did to her, to him, like maybe before bed or maybe before they locked him up in the bloody cupboard, maybe he looked at his mom and thought, oh, I love you. Like, and for her to not feel that. Yeah. It's like, like, like the judge said at the end, you know, even animals take care best, better care of their children than what she did. What she did. And and we kind of just think of it as in, you know, what Gabriel went through. But imagine those two other babies that have had to mentally see all of this. Imagine how much that's impacted them. You know, I don't know how much. I think they must be teenagers now. But, you know, they must be fucked up in the head. Yeah. See, like, their brother go through all that and kind of not know, you know, like like we question, like, maybe why didn't they torture them? We don't know if they did. Maybe it just wasn't spoken of because, you know, they're still alive. But you kind of think in in a kid's mind, because they were still pretty close in age, you might think, oh, my God, if they're doing that to him, imagine, when am I next? Mm. You kind of always think, oh, I I can't. I have to be on my best behaviour. My mum will kill me. And, you know, like, now that we're seeing it as in, like, obviously we see it from a mother's perspective on how that, like, how you allow that to happen... And, you know, the issue of abuse and neglect becomes muddled because here we can see that it's very apparent that it's just the mum because, obviously, that's not the dad. Um, So, it's like, there's always a debate on, like, gender. And normally you'd think, you know, naturally the mum would never kill the child because... It's the mum. Yeah, it's that kind of, like, you know, you've been growing this child for nine months. You wouldn't think of harming it. So, the dad obviously has that less connection, which everyone assumes they're both pretty much the same like they go hand in hand both of them can be where was where was gabriel's dad he was in jail he also says that he failed him too and it's so upsetting because like he couldn't do much but he says in the episode he's like i feel like i failed him because had i not done what done i wouldn't be in jail and he could have been with me yes nuts and it's all a vicious circle as well because like imagine his little brothers are now could possibly become those abusers in the future and can you blame them no of course not like of course people will argue and say oh but if they live that life they will try to do the best for their child and not do the same but the amount of trauma and the things that they've seen it's just like it was their normal so it's like can you really blame a child to end up like that and it's something out of a film because it's way you beyond can't imagine mm. like that's just not normal the stuff they had to see, it's not normal. It's not, I mean, 
let's be honest even when sometimes we're watching tv or we sometimes i know for a fact that sometimes i i'll cover maya's eyes if there's news and there's bombings and you know i I don't want her to see that thing she's too young she's a baby you know like we've always said before so if if we're sheltering our kids from certain things that we think you're probably too young to to even see this right now imagine having to be in a situation where you're living it and what's the saddest thing is that Gabriel wasn't the first and isn't the last Mm. and there's so many other children well a few months after there was another one um I can't remember his name but he was 10 and it was the same like you know they he just kept showing up with bruises and stuff and, and he died as well he died as well do you know yeah. do you know what the fucked up thing is and i remember saying this to erica when we watched it was that so many moms and well so many men and women out there are trying to conceive are trying yeah. to do everything possible to have their own child to love that child they they love it they they've got all this love that they want to give to the child they'll go through IVF they'll maybe they're not fertile they'll come to adopt him but then you get these people that it's like why like, you're not worthy to have a child yeah and it's like this lady she's got three children for what you clearly don't love your children like you're not there you're not suited for it it's just it's it's true like, what they say not everyone was born not... to be a mum and unfortunately some yeah people are blessed with the gift of giving life but they don't deserve it don't see it as that no and they don't deserve it they're not worthy of that title you know because some women do go above above and beyond for their children and that's how it's meant to be because um ultimately we're raising like little human beings for the world what are these kids going to grow up to be you know imagine like the nightmares that these kids must have. If you as an adult as well feel like you've been traumatised by watching exactly. that because it was it was graphic. And we only saw one part of it because we got told some of the things that happened. They physically were there. They saw their brother being made fun of. And apparently there was a point where the mum and the and the, the boyfriend took um, goes at hitting him with a bat that's just disgusting the world is so fucked up that's just wrong in every level and wrong it's that it's like one half of the world is trying their best to raise a good human and the other half is yeah there's always going to be bad but this yeah. goes beyond bad because i think that woman when she dies she's gonna literally rot in hell honestly like you know that like they say like you know people deserve forgiveness she does not deserve that she's not in, in her letter, she says that she hopes her kids can forgive her and her family. How do you forgive that? I mean, I can't imagine or think of an excuse for her behaviour. There is, like, mental illness, you know, like, some people will say the core issue nobody seems to address is that, you know, some of these people have mental illness. If you know this and you know you are not capable of handling a child because you're going to physically, then why do you take this child? Then why? Yeah. Your child is not a punching bag. Your child is not your stress ball. I don't know. They just support and justify the maltreatment that they're giving this baby. And, you know, at no point did one of them think, oh, wow, like, you know, it's in a mano. Like, you know, like we've mentioned, you know, sometimes we scream at our kids and we're like, shouldn't have done that i don't think that ever crossed their mind because it just kept getting worse and worse so the fact they're even trying to try and justify their actions then they have no remorse no absolutely none it does leave you speechless cierto. mama i love you the thought of harming my children 
mm. would be like the last thing. I think I would harm myself first, then doing anything to my children. And if I knew I was going to get to that point, I would seek help and I'd be like, I need you to take the kids away. Yeah. I think my head would at least function for that last little bit to put my children in a, like in a safe home than me causing them harm. I, I couldn't. It's, it's very, it's a very, very, very hard series to watch and swallow. Like, how many times did he cry for help silently because he knew he couldn't, you know, he would always be like, no, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I love my mom. She's perfect. But silently he was out there pleading people to kind of see him, you know, kind of like, help me, help me. Do you think, do you guys think that he knew they were going to kill him? I don't think so, you know. His innocence and his love for his mom. Like, I, I don't think it ever crossed his mind, my mom's going to kill me. And he was so innocent that he wouldn't even run away. Imagine, he could have just run away and walked as far, literally walked. He didn't have money for the bus. He could walk to the end of the world if he wanted to. But his innocence and his 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 want to not uh, disappoint his mom To be love as well. Do you think had they not killed him in that instance, he would he would have committed suicide because the abuse would have continued and he had already obviously written a, yeah, a, a suicide note. I think he would. I th- because like I've said, there's so much a human can tolerate. And I think for him, like, it was just a lot now. If at that young age, he's already thinking like, I'm better killing myself than being here. He would, he would have pushed it or he would have found himself so badly injured that he must have thought, what's the point? Like, I'm just, I can't take this anymore. Whether it's a child that has come from rape, whether it's a child that's been abandoned, a child is, it's a little angel. It's a little, this, the innocence that is in a child is just the most beautiful thing. Yeah, and you kind of can go to what we've said, you know, in our discipline, it's not hitting your child with anger because that's when you can kind of lose sight of, how hard you're hitting them control yeah and it and i think these people just they just didn't care i think we should probably wrap it up and really a golden tip a bit different in this episode but where you can be be the voice of the vulnerable you know it, it's it is a it is quite a distressing series i personally haven't watched it but if you kind of feel like you want to look into it or, or read up about it then then you can and, and there's also the, the episode on, on Netflix um, we'll also put down some links on on organisations that help to prevent situations like this and, and maybe an idea if, if you want to help out and reach or try and support and be more aware of, of cases like, like the case of this little boy Rest in peace Gabriel Mama's Code